0: Wednesday afternoon to you, wherever you may be. I welcome you to the Barbecue Central Show, the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. And today we have a very special event, one we've been talking about here for the last handful of weeks, almost a month now. It's Barbecue Hall of Fame season The last time we were on in a special event show like this, we were announcing the top ten finalists, four of which will make it to this very day, making up the 2023 Barbecue Hall of Fame class, the inductees, which is not properly pronounced by me, but that's why you love me, because I don't (laughs) pronounce anything right. If it's me, it's me. That's all I can say. And joining me, as they did for the finalist run, To make the announcements here this very afternoon are none other than our friends, Robert Moss and Elizabeth Gunter. Uh, Elizabeth there with the American Royal and the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And, of course, we know all about Robert Moss, a recurring guest here on the Barbecue Central show. Of course, a names committee member, barbecue historian, author, and the like. So, great group of knowledge here as we look to build into the show where we ultimately will reveal who's going to be in the 2023 class. So before we do that and we allow folks to build in here over the next handful of minutes, let's go ahead and quickly make this YouTube question for the show. Not of the week, but of the show. (laughs) I am asking the viewing public here this afternoon, will the Barbecue Central Show receive the Impact Award for 2023? And currently, 56% of you are saying No. Mm. Well, we'll wait and see if that's the case, but uh, that, of course, means 44 percent of you are really hoping that the Barbecue Central show gets the Impact Award. We'll see here in a few minutes. Uh, why not open things up here and talk about the quick review of the top 10 finalists, the names, and you know just a, a quick sentence or two about uh, why they are up for nomination here. Then we'll get into the voting process and then we will do uh, for laying out uh, impact award first. Then we'll talk about the legacy members that made it in and then we'll end it by giving out the four 2023 inductees. And that's how the show is going to lay out here just in case you're wondering or your friends are wondering how it's going to lay out. So uh, Robert or Elizabeth, if you want to talk about the finalists list, uh, we can do that and then we'll talk about the voting process.
1: I can actually uh, take Elizabeth, it away you- and I,
0: yeah, if you have those queued up, that'd be great to run through that list.
1: Yeah, I have the names. I'll say the names, and if you don't mind saying a sentence or two, that would be very appreciated. Sure thing. So for they're in alphabetical order by last name. So we have Byron Chisholm.
2: Yep, Byron Chisholm. Uh, uh, bad Byron's butt rub. So uh, a competition vet, but also created a very well known uh, barbecue rub. One of the first sort of commercial rubs to hit the market.
1: And then Steve Grady.
2: Steve Grady uh, from Eastern North Carolina, Dudley, North Carolina, the sort of patriarch, now well into his 80s, still cooking uh, split hogs uh, in the old school way. So Grady's barbecue from Dudley, North Carolina.
1: David Close.
2: David Close, uh, manufacturer of, of, uh, well, sort of made the offset pit very, uh, very big on the competition circuit as well as the rest of the circuit. So a very well-known barbecue pit manufacturer.
0: I owned a close pit. We have...
1: I and we have Fast Eddie.
2: Fast Eddie, another pit mat, uh, pit maker, but different type, not an offset pit. He, he uh, sort of pioneered the competition and commercial pellet uh, pellet cooker or pellet pits.
1: Roger Mooking.
2: Roger Mooking, and Man, Fire, Food. This uh, is his best known uh, TV series, but uh, has a, quite a number of others. He's a chef, TV personality, but with uh, Man, Fire, Food really helped promote uh, American barbecue culture. From all sort of sort sort of all angles, so a a a big barbecue media figure,
1: Flora Payne,
2: Flora Payne, the uh, matriarch, if you will, of Payne's Barbecue in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, one of the great Memphis uh, barbecue legends,
1: Dave Raymond.
2: Dave, uh, better known as Sweet Baby Ray, Uh, Dave Raymond, uh, founder of the Sweet Baby Ray or or creator and founder of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, as well as a couple of restaurants, uh, etc. But one of the best known barbecue sauces on the market, uh, even today.
1: Malcolm Reed.
2: And Malcolm Reed, friend of the Barbecue Central show, perhaps the definitely most popular uh, barbecue YouTube channel. Instructor, podcaster, you know, a huge digital media figure, and really helped bring barbecue to a whole new generation uh, of uh, internet savvy folks in the last 10 years.
1: Donnie Teal.
2: And Donnie Teal, uh, just uh, a huge competition champion, also runs a pretty uh, pretty well-known barbecue trailer, uh, out in Oklahoma, uh, and uh, lots and lots and lots of uh, trophies on his uh, shelf from a long career of competitions.
1: And last but certainly not least is Aaron Worth.
2: Yep, and if anybody you would stack up next to Donnie Teal for trophies, uh, Darren Worth may well be it. He's just really dominated the competition market as well uh, last last two really last two decades, and uh, also a restaurateur as a Smoky D's uh, barbecue and, uh, restaurant and catering out in uh, Iowa.
0: All right, so those are your ten finalists, and four of those folks will make up the twenty twenty three barbecue Hall of Fame class. We will get to those folks here in just a second. For the folks that are just tuning in here for the very first time ever this afternoon because they're messing around at work or whatever it is that they're doing and they needed some live entertainment on the internet and they found this show they probably have no idea how the barbecue hall of fame works we're not going to get into the whole weeds of it here but as far as the voting process so we've overcome one part of this which is where we've taken the group of names that have been nominated during the nomination window We've whittled them down to these 10 folks that we had just mentioned. And now there's a accompanying voting process. So how does that work and what length of time do the voting members have?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So within my role, I try to get our committee together, which as of now, it consists of about seven individuals from various different backgrounds. And we started as early as February this year to have these conversations. But in order to have these conversations, we have to have nominations first. And so nominations come in through an online voting pool and anyone and everyone is encouraged to kind of cast in their nominations and whenever those trickle in they're open from april to about mid april every year and so when Ever, those are finally in and finalized, the committee gets together and they have like meetings after meetings of just going through and reviewing, doing the research on these individuals to really narrow it down. And it seems like we got to top 20. And then it becomes really hard trying to pull teeth, batting back and forth of who should be the finalist. And it's a very fun conversation to have because all these in- individuals are well-deserving. And then after they narrow down the finalists, then it goes open for voting. And voting is based on the committee members. They get to cast their votes, and then as well as any previous Hall of Fame inductee members gets to cast their votes as well, and then we tally, tally them up, and then we have our final four, which is how um, what we're going to share with you today, and then based on the legacy and impact that is actually chosen through the committee as well. So, if Robert, I missed anything, feel free to jump right on in.
2: The only, the only thing I would add is that we're we're uh, announcing the four inductees uh, today, but they will actually be honored at the American Royal, uh, which is in September, I believe. What, what are the dates for American Royal? It's out, yeah, out in September, as of September, so uh, there'll be an actual ceremony.
1: It's September 27th to October 1st, I believe. Um, we are trying to pinpoint a date on the Black Apron and induction ceremony. So Black Apron is more of like a private event for these individuals. And the induction ceremony is actually where they're recognized on stage and have the opportunity to, to speak and be recognized in front of the crowd.
0: All right, so perfect timing. We're ten minutes in, which is exactly when we want to started to do all of the revealing here. So, thank goodness we are all professionals, sticking to timelines that we had no idea were actually involved. And as I had mentioned before, we will lead with the Impact Award. So, I guess first things first. Let's quickly review where the YouTube poll question of the show is, which is: Will the Barbecue Central Show receive the Impact Award for 2023? And currently. 54% 54% of people are now saying yes. The show will get the Impact Award. So it was a little negative in the beginning, but 10 minutes later we're rolling into the positive. So fingers crossed on that. Let's go ahead and a learn if there's going to be an Impact Award and then if so where the Impact Award is going. Whoever yeah, I wants can to take, take this it.
1: off. So the impact award is a perpetual award. So like you mentioned, it doesn't necessarily have to be re- uh, recognized every year. Last year was the first year and we want to keep this going as long as we can for now, especially with the world of barbecue. There's a lot of history involved. And this was really created to help honor and recognize the group of individuals that have made a huge impact on the world of barbecue and a platform to really preserve the history and help educate moving forward, especially within the world of barbecue that we have today that is created from these individuals. So um, if you're ready for me to tell you who has the Impact Award, I can let you know because we have an Impact Award. Right. Let's hear it. It is the Barbecue Forum this year.
0: Wow. Oh, I got really excited there for a second. The Barbecue. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Here we go. All right. Well, Barbecue Forum. Uh, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder here, but I have long been on the support For the founder, Ray Basso, uh, I think uh, for at least a couple of years, I had nominated Ray Basso the individual and then proceeding to give detail on what he has done over the course of his involvement in live fire. uh, I believe the Kansas City guy and, you know, back in when I started getting into this in the early 2000s, my first venture into barbecue was starting a barbecue forum. And there was no bigger, badder, more trafficked barbecue forum than the aforementioned barbecue forum, uh, which was, I think, bbqforum.com. He was really kind of uh, a visionary of and a master, uh, might have been a computer guy by profession, or at least had that architecture background. And was able to put together a barbecue forum that uh, everybody was involved in, especially the competitors. Uh, that was the place to go before podcasts and Zoom calls and all this other stuff to hang out with folks that were doing what you did. And you could see results of previous contests. So I've been a a long proponent that Ray Basso get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame in some form or fashion. So to see the Barbecue form getting the Impact Award is certainly well-deserved, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and to add to you know, why the impact of war. I mean, Ray certainly was the founder of the barbecue forum, absolutely instrumental. But he had some help. Um, a gentleman named Mike Tucker, I understand, was also very, you know, very, very instrumental in making that happen. But also all the members of the barbecue forum who posted and shared and, and communicated. So it was really a, a group of collective effort. And um, you know... In talking like Kevin Bloodsoe in particular, uh, Ray Lampy, who are on the committee, you talked very eloquently about uh, just how much impact that had on them. And I think it's you know Huge. founded in the mid 90s, early 2000s. It taught an entire generation of cooks. Uh, it brought lots and lots of people onto the barbecue circuit, uh, you know, the competition circuit at a time when barbecue was really just coming back and there wasn't a great way to learn how to barbecue mm-hmm. if you didn't have somebody, you know, in your family to show you or something like that. So it was just really instrumental in that really the revival of barbecue and, and the, the founding of, uh, the or the launch, the, 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 popularity of the competition circuit. And there were digital media pioneers long before YouTube, social media, uh, podcasts or anything like that. So, uh. Yeah, very important role in barbecue history for sure.
0: I think if you look at who was considered to be, I believe I'm going to say this out loud and they're going to hate me for it, the old guard of barbecue. So you're looking at guys like you talked about Ray Lampe, uh, even one of the nominees right now, uh, Darren Worth, who's a finalist. Mm -hmm. If you talk to those folks and ask them what they remember or how they learned as they were coming up through this, If the barbecue forum wasn't mentioned as the first thing, I'm sure it would be the second thing that they talk about as being an instrumental part of not only how they were keeping up and keeping track of other things, but just being able to associate with folks without having to be eight hours away or 10 hours away. Now we're doing it via the computer. Those first online relationships we're building and all those folks would consider the barbecue forum to be the key place uh, and i used to visit there all the time too even though i had a, a competing forum so i certainly respect the hell out of ray uh, he passed away a year or two ago maybe a little longer than that but just last uh, year yeah yeah so um uh, you know sad that he didn't uh get to see this uh, alive but uh, certainly uh, well deserving in my opinion anybody have anything else to add on that or we can move to the legacy members
2: yeah, I think we covered it pretty well, but um, definitely, went, you know, epitomizes impact when it comes to impact on on barbecue.
0: All right, so let's move to the legacy members. And uh, Elizabeth, if you want to go ahead and name the names, and then Robert, if you want to jump in on these for you know whatever reason to add a little color, go ahead.
1: Yep. Absolutely, and just like before, these are in alphabetical order. So I will start with our first one, Bill Arnold.
0: Wow. A year yep. too late, right? A year too late.
2: <laughs> yeah, that. you. You really <laughs> would rather not have to do do uh, folks like Bill as as a as a legacy, but it's yeah. it's it is hard to predict. Bill was up, uh, I think a, a, a finalist or uh, in in the nominees in, in prior years. Yeah. Uh, creator of Blues Hog barbecue sauce, and uh, also you know fixture, well known on the the circuit, but really, um, it, it's hard to uh, to. Uh, understate how influential blues hog was. At some point had, I think investment was like 90% of the competition teams were using blues hog in some form, either just upright or as a base for sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, something Bill created just in his kitchen. So it whipped it up in a pressure cooker and and then you know marketed it around uh sort of through the through the, the circuit scene. But it really changed um we're talking about you know impact and, and influence. It really changed the way a lot of competition teams cooked the pro- the flavor profile of competition barbecue and of the of the sauce so a very influential uh, sauce and a very influential uh, uh, person who created it.
0: I still think the same percentage that you reference of competition, Coach Robert, is probably still may using the blue dog. I mean, it is a a staple that a lot of the time you'll see profiles or certain sauces come into vogue, go out of vogue, and. Maybe something similar catches fire, but Blue's Hog has remained a staple for as long as I've ever been in it now going on 18 years in total. So it's uh, quite a mark and very happy for Bill uh, making it in through the legacy member. Who's next, Elizabeth?
1: Columbus Hill. All
2: right. Yeah, Columbus Hill. So we're going way back. back. Uh, Columbus Hill actually passed passed away a century ago. He died in, in 1923 um he you know this is an example of why we want to have the legacy we're trying to not just do people from the you know late 20th century and people who, who are still in, in folks memory but some historical figures figures who helped make the barbecue hall of fame sort of map out the history uh columbus hill was a very well-known barbecue man you may want to call it. this is long before may called uh cook, barbecue cooks pitmaster, uh but he was one of the most well-known barbecue men uh in the country and specifically in colorado which you wouldn't think of as a hotbed of, of barbecue, but uh, barbecue was truly in a, a nationwide institution back around the, t- the turn of the 20th century um in columbus hill an african-american man we know there are lots and lots of african-american cooks cooking barbecue in the 19th century the thing is we don't know the names of a lot of them or the ones who we do know the names of we know very little about them uh columbus hill is is sort of different in that he got into newspapers an awful lot he uh actually showed up if you read uh adrian uh, adrian's uh Adrian's Miller. book, uh, Black Smoke. Uh, Miller, sorry, Adrian Miller's book, Black Smoke. Uh, he he profiles Columbus Hill and in, in there, and has lots of details. I think one of the interesting things is you know barbecues back then were huge. Uh, he cooked for a barbecue in uh, 1890 that had a, somewhere between 25,000 and 30,000 people, and it was to celebrate the laying of the cornerstone of the uh, state capitol in Colorado. So that's a pretty big. A uh, pretty big crowd, pretty big achievement, and uh, his repertoire and his fame is is actually fairly well documented, at least compared to most of the anonymous barbecue co- cooks from that period. So, a very important, um, very important uh, historical figure and a very important linkage between that 19th century style of outdoor barbecue and the 20th century, as you know, he died in 1923. As barbecue restaurants were just starting to get started, so he sort of bridges that that historical period.
0: So we congratulate Columbus B. Hill, and we have one more legacy member.
1: Rick Schmidt is the last one.
2: Yeah, Rick Schmidt. Uh, if you you may not know the the name Rick Schmidt, but you probably know the name Kreitz Market or Schmidties, uh, and uh, two of the great Lockhart uh, barbecue uh, joints. Uh, Schmidt, in some ways, is a continuity back to that early period of, of restaurants. Um, he, uh, Kreitz Market was founded by Christ, uh, Charles Kreitz in 1900 one of the early texas meat market styles if you've ever been to smitty's in uh in in lockhart that's the that is kreitz market the original kreitz market uh it was there i think 1948 edgar schmidt who is uh rick schmidt's father bought the uh meat market from the kreitz family uh and then rick and his brother took it over from from their dad and then rick bought out his brother and kept right on going at that time it was Kreitz Market, and it's where Smithies is today. Somewhere around late nineties, nineteen ninety nine, there's a big family feud, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> there's a dispute over the you know Kreitz, which which Rick Schmidt was running, and and the sister who owned the lease. So uh, Kreitz actually went and set up a new Kreitz Market about maybe a half mile down yep. the road. It's just you're sort of the walking distance. In fact, they dragged a big wash pan full of uh, coals from the old pits at at the old Kreitz to the new Kreitz. Uh, and so that, those fires have been running ever since, who knows how long, but certainly since 1999. And then Smitty's, uh, the, the family there, the rest of the family opened Smitty's Market. Now you have two legendary uh, Texas markets uh, nearby. Uh, and, and Rick Schmidt really kept that legacy going and is just a, an icon of the Central Texas barbecue style.
0: All right. So those are your legacy members. <laughs> Once again, if you're just tuning in, Bill Arnold from Blue's Hog, Columbus B. Hill, and Rick Schmidt are in as legacy members here, and that leaves us with the 2023 uh, Living Hall of Fame inductees. Now, before we get into this, last night, the Barbecue Central show aired live. The oh, Tuesday yeah, I was on before. a plane,
2: so I missed it.
0: Now, can you give us a preview? So, of the yes, picks? I will give you a preview of the picks. Uh, I did the right thing here and just kind of laid low. Because I was, you know, given a, a little bit of insight there, I played along a little bit, but you know, I, I made some picks that were a little out of left field. Um, so the majority agrees on these picks, and we can see how right we are this time around. Uh, we picked Byron Chisholm. We also picked Dave Raymond. We also picked um, oh, Darren Worth and Flora Payne. Those are our four. Picks. So for context. These are who we think the voting members of the Hall of Fame were going to vote in. We subsequently also did a list of who we would just put in if it was a singular vote, unilateral. And those lists were all over the place. So we always like to see where we think we know what people are going to vote like. It's gone horrifically bad for like four or five years in a row. I think last year was our best at just a little over 50%. So we'll see how it goes this year. So uh, the 2023... inductees are as follows. Elizabeth, take it away with name number one.
1: Byron Chisholm.
0: Right. So, congratulations to Byron, but plus one for us uh, in the Embedded Correspondence. So, very good. Uh, again, butt rub is uh, Byron competitor first, but then really bringing the commercialization of rub to the general public uh, when, when you think about how it got started uh, i think everybody tracks back to byron in, in some form or fashion so and this is uh byron's been on the list was this the second year or third year in a row uh
2: no he was on last year at least year? i'm not okay. sure about, about the year before that and i would say that you know barbecue rubs not that old of a thing i mean byron, right. byron really did help introduce that you know do you, you were people weren't talking about rubs back in the 1960s much less a uh, hundred years before that so <laughs> Big influencer.
0: Yep. Congratulations to Byron. Then we have name number two. Elizabeth.
1: Flora Payne. You're two
0: for two. You know, just like in high school, I'm happy at 50% and I'll walk (laughs) away from here. But uh, that's great. And again, the thing I was talking with Susie Bullock, uh, so it would have been a week ago, Tuesday, she was giving me who she thought might get put in. And she mentioned Flora Payne right off the bat, said whenever there's a woman on a finalist list, she would always, you know, help Uh, or vote for a woman that's helped to blaze a trail for her. And I said, what's really unique is you have Memphis, you have barbecue restaurants, and you have two women, a person that's already in the Barbecue Hall of Fame being Desiree Robinson of Cozy Corner Barbecue. And now you have a potential Flora Payne getting in whose uh, storylines are running almost identically. Husbands start barbecue restaurants, husbands pass away, and the wives step in and keep the business going. Uh, I think Flora Payne has been in it uh, 37 years plus at this point. A similar time frame, I'm sure, for Desiree Robinson. And now we're also in a second and third generation of involvement and investment in these restaurants. So uh, I think Flora Payne is a a great choice. and it's. I mean, I think it's pretty unique to have two people from Memphis with those similar stories now being able to share this uh, additional unique honor.
2: Yeah, and um, you know when you're when you're voting on these, obviously they're they're very similar, so it's hard to choose from one, one, one or the other. Both very very worthy. Uh, one interesting thing is that I think in both cases the uh, the Robinsons and, and the Payne's founded their restaurants in the 1970s, and then the the uh, wives took over in the 80s at a time when barbecue restaurants were really declining, and, yeah. and a lot of restaurants that were found in the 60s and 70s just disappear before the end of the, t- uh, the, the 21st century. So it's not only keeping a Memphis, uh, you know, famous Memphis restaurant alive. It's really keeping that style of barbecue. And it's one of the reasons why Memphis has a very distinctive barbecue style that you're not going to find just, just anywhere is, is because Flora Payne was one of the people helping, helping keep that go, co- uh, keep it, keep that going.
0: Now we have a third name. And let's hope we Dave are Raymond. also smart. Dave Raymond. Look at us at 75%. Holy moly, Look, when yeah, we were when we were talking about Dave now. Raymond You're You're when we were talking about Dave Raymond he was the one that was bringing the most consternation between Rusty John and Doug there was a lot of back and forth uh, you know first time on the list maybe it's uh, it's too niche with sauce who knows and uh, finally they were able to uh, come up and say yeah you know we'll, we'll all agree that Dave Raymond is somebody that we think that the voting uh, folks for the hall of fame Would do it. So 75% correct uh, with us, which only leaves uh, one less, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. But uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Dave Raymond?
2: I I think we touched upon it, but it's one of the most, you know, if you talk about Hall of Fame, it's certainly a very, very famous name. So no uh, doubt. For so very deserving.
0: All right. That only brings one more name to the table. Elizabeth, let's have Darren Worth. Wow. Look at us. I think this is the that first doesn't. year we've been 100% correct. Uh unbelievable and I think we're never going to vote again. We're going out on the high note and we're never going to try and guess what everybody's doing there but uh so I believe is this Darren's third year on the finalist list?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I think yeah. it is. Um and always uh, always a contender and this was just his year. Um I think I think he's uh, now won over 100 ACBS grand champions, <laughs> grand champions trophies at all the various regional events, which is just just incredible. Not to mention like several American Royals and, and the Jacks and, and, and the big invitations. But you know, if, if uh, yeah, if Darren War shows up at the competition, uh, everyone else get, you know, gets a little word.
0: I think if Darren took an interest in actually competing at Memphis in May and doing it seriously, look, it's a it's a it's a yep. way different event than a lot of the other events he does, even when you look at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo event uh, that he has also won. That's really the only one that he hasn't won. If he wins a Memphis in May overall world championship, he has won all of the major world championships that you would possibly want to earn as a pit master. And then you can just bring the dump trucks up and pile in all the other state championships, um, You know, almost winning team of the year a few different times for Kansas City Barbecue Society. Oh, by the way, very successful barbecue restaurant entrepreneur. He's very philanthropic. He just started a barbecue podcast a couple weeks ago, so he's dabbling into new media and ever-evolving. So very happy that Darren is, and widely considered to be, uh, if not the best, one of the best competition barbecuers to ever, light, uh, to ever light a fire. So certainly happy to see him here. Those are your 2023 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductees. We'll go over them really quickly again. Byron Chisholm, Floripane, Dave Raymond, a.k.a. Famous da- I'm sorry, uh, Sweet Baby Ray, and Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's competition cook. Very successful. We've done it again for maybe the fifth year in a row. It could have been in the sixth year. I'm not sure. But uh, this is absolutely fabulous and we're right on time. So, Elizabeth, I want to thank you for once again allowing the uh, American Royal to partner with the show where we can do this exclusively. You guys are going to do all your big media releases here shortly so everybody else in the country will know if they didn't tune into the show although i'm sure that's a very small percentage of the world and uh, robert always appreciate you sitting in and lending your uh, expertise and insight uh, just to add a little bit of uh, context and color to those folks that have been nominated as well uh robert anything to promote here on the way out or let us know about
2: Uh, oh, i didn't have anything planned i'll, have to, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll be back again in june for the the regular, the regular segment, but uh, other than that, I'm actually down in New Orleans today, uh, deep, neck deep in the archives, doing a lot of research for a book, which I'll talk more about uh, maybe on, the, on my next appearance.
0: All right, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks there. And Elizabeth, anything you would like to talk about here before I let you go?
1: I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be on the show, and I also want to extend a thank you, a huge thank you to the committee. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. So um, I see you, I hear you, you're heard, very grateful from um, just being patient with me throughout this process.
0: All right, so Elizabeth and Robert, thank you very much for coming on. And for everybody tuning in just now, you've missed everything. What are you going to do now? Oh, you can wait maybe 30 minutes. And I'll update the podcast feed, and you'll be able to go back and listen at your leisure. If you want to re listen again, time after time, no problem. A lot of people are probably thumbing out text messages or making phone calls. No, trying to be the first one to let those people that got in or the family members of uh, the legacy folks that got in, you know, they made it in this year. So, congratulations to all the folks. Quick, quick, quick recap the Impact Award has gone to the Barbecue Forum, originally founded by Ray Basso. So congratulations to the barbecue forum. Legacy members of 2023 include Bill Arnold from Blues Hog Barbecue Sauce, the original founder creator, Columbus B. Hill, a well-known barbecue man of the late 19th century, specifically in the Colorado area, and Rick Schmidt uh, as the owner of Kreutz Market out there in Texas, of course. And then the 2023 living inductees, Byron Chisholm, of Byron's butt rub and bad Byron's butt rub buttrub.com I believe is the website still Flora Payne the Payne's barbecue owner there in Memphis Dave Raymond, sweet baby Ray and Darren Worth from Iowa Smokey D's rounding it out so there you have it hopefully you enjoy that as I certainly appreciate the fact that the American Boy wants to partner with the show and do these exclusive announcements each and every year we look forward to doing it again in 2024 Again, if you're just tuning in now, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast feed. You can do that by going to TheBBQCentralShow.com slash subscribe, and you'll have all the ways you can subscribe right there. And then you can listen at your leisure. Take it in one name at a time over the next three weeks. However you want to spring yourself out, you can do it. Big show planned for you next Tuesday, potentially, we do have a Mo Kaysan and Bob Trudnack interview set up. Yes, that was confirmed overnight, so we're looking forward to having them. And to everybody who's taking time out of the kind of later end of their day, 3 p.m. Eastern, as we're getting ready to wrap it up here at 3.32, appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate your listenership, your viewership, your support of the show. Means very much to me. And I certainly appreciate it. And we will see you back here on Tuesday night. So how do I always leave you? September eleventh, two 2001. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This
1: is Dino Dan
0: from Cypress, California. And you're watching the Barbecue Central Show.